Well, good evening once again. Welcome. Today, we start a new adventure on the show. We hear about COVID-19 survival stories from technology entrepreneurs. Oh, so exciting. Welcome to City Trends. My name is Philip Sean and City Trends is sponsored by First National Bank. On the show today, we start a new adventure. Like I said earlier, we are going to hear from technology entrepreneurs. We're going to hear from people offering technology solutions. We're going to hear from people who have, whose businesses, who tech businesses have failed as a result of the pandemic. We're going to hear all manner of stories. But then the good thing for you is you're going to be benefiting from their experiences. That's how much fun we're going to be having on the show with this new series that we're going to be starting um, um, in, 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 um, from today and then running through the month of April. It's really, really exciting stuff. I can't wait for you to get into it. You'll be meeting my guest in just a bit. You can get in touch with us also on Twitter by basically including the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S in your tweet. So if you're ready, let's get into the conversation right about now. show where we have relevant technology conversations and today's conversation happens to be one that I am guessing will help you in terms of your planning for the future post-COVID if ever we'll get to a, an era a period called post-COVID and just to get a sense of how other technology businesses are surviving through the pandemic period and how they are going to move ahead um, even as we try to understand what this whole pandemic and this whole situation is all about. I have two female CEOs, startup entrepreneurs, technology entrepreneurs, to share their experiences of what the pandemic has been like for them, how they've evolved their businesses to sort of be modeled around surviving the pandemic and to provide the best technology solutions and services to the wider public. Um, we'll be meeting my guests in just a few minutes. But yeah, you're welcome to the show. Send through your questions on our, on our WhatsApp number and of course on Twitter using the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S, that is City Trends. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag City Trends. All right, so the impact of COVID on technology businesses is the core, is the focus on, of the conversation that we're going to have tonight. I have two female technology entrepreneurs in the studio with me. Let's meet them and then let's get into the meat of the issue. Um, ladies, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Introductions. Hi, my name is Janera Tiffany Moore. I am the CEO of Motor Parts Nation. Thank you for having me. I'm Maggie McCormick. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Oze. I can tell you a bit about what Oze is now. Is that Please. So Oze is an app designed for small business owners and entrepreneurs 
to help them form habits around keeping financial records mm -hmm. and using those records to make better business decisions as well as access capital for their business. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very happy to be here with you today. Motor Nation. Motor Parts Nation. Motor Parts Nation. So Motor Parts Nation, I won't even tell you about what we do. I'll tell you why we do it. Okay. Uh, Motor Parts Nation is transforming the auto repair industry in Africa. Okay. And we're also saving lives at the same time. Okay. Now, we've been in the market for a number of years now, and we've been training mechanics and seeing their frustration in the marketplace. Okay. We've also spent a lot of time learning the consumers here, what their needs are and their frustration in the marketplace. So we use technology to solve the problems in the marketplace. What was that training like, especially with the pandemic hitting? And because I'm guessing this will be like a lot of one-on-one -on -one training sessions with a lot of mechanics. Group, group training. Group, group training. What What was the impact of the pandemic on the way you conduct your business? Luckily, auto auto repair industry is an essential business, Sorry. such as a hospital or a grocery store. No matter what, people have to get to and from. Okay. So it's a beautiful business up or down exactly. in the marketplace. Okay. So uh, training slowed down for a bit, but we just picked back up. Okay. We just picked back up and we've been getting so many calls. I just left a crowd polytechnic where they're wanting us to host a training for past graduates from 10 years back. Hmm. They're inviting back to the hmm. school. So it's, it's an amazing uh, situation to be in. Was it, was it really bad in terms of how it affected your business, the pandemic? No, it actually boosted my business. Mm. It boosted my business. Mm. So it was, it was more so it was the right time for the market to accept the solution I'm offering, the value that I'm offering for mechanics. We even offer uh, retirement savings accounts with Hallard Insurance for uh, auto mechanics in mm. Ghana. So we've been in Kamasi in the magazine area, been across Accra, and the response has been huge. I will come back to you to ask about how the training process actually goes and what sort of technologies you use in sort of sending the education across to the mechanics. But, Megan, how was the pandemic and how did it affect business? Did it affect business? So we support small and medium enterprises who were very much affected by the stay-at-home orders. Right. Most of our entrepreneurs are out there selling, hustling every day. Mm. And if the government says you have to stay at home, business stops. So we saw around two-thirds of businesses had their revenue go to zero by the third week in March, and an additional 15% had made less that third week in March than they had the prior weeks. Yeah. So huge impact on the business. We ended up kind of changing the way that we support our businesses. So Jose is really big on business education, mm -hmm. business coaching, business support. And so we did tailor the way, you know, teaching someone who had mostly been doing retail how to start selling online, mm. how to do customer support online, mm. how to market your products in a way that's appropriate, especially at the beginning right. when we didn't know what this was going to be. Right. Like, can you really be selling makeup and party dresses on Instagram <laughs> when people are like, what's happening to the world? Exactly. But the big thing for us was it was a push to finally start giving credit to our customers right. because we recognize in starkest terms if small businesses don't make it through, Oze doesn't make it through. Mm. And so we made credit available. We had a grace period where you didn't have to pay back for a period that we said, once the stay-at-home order lifts, you still have a grace period. Mm. But we tied it to that stay-at-home order lifting. Mm. And you didn't have to go into the bank. You could just send us your Momo statement. We'd use that with your, your OZE user details and give credit. Mm. And what we learned was even in the darkest, hardest economic times, everybody paid back. Yes. Really? 
We had 0% default rate. We gave 12-month terms, so we still have some people paying back, but 0% default rate. So now we're going to the banks and saying, okay, these business owners, you who come in with your suit and tie, you say, oh, you can't lend to SMEs because they're just trying to game the system. They'll, you take money today, they'll run away tomorrow. But during these stark economic times, we gave them money, they paid those loans back, and so now we're, uh, we can't announce it yet, but there's big banks in Ghana who are going to start lending no collateral loans to SMEs through OZE because of what we learned during this pandemic. Would, I mean, I, I think I have a good answer to this question I'm going to ask, but will any of this have been possible without the pandemic? You know, we were kind of tiptoeing around it because you need some Bank of Ghana licensing. Mm. The banks, they're big to get them to move, a lot of bureaucracy. And so I, we've been talking about doing lending for a long time, but it was actually the initial startup capital we got to do the loans was supposed to be spent for me to do a trip to, to we were trying to meet Jack Dorsey. Okay. And we're like, okay, well, he's not coming to me and I'm not going to him, there's no flights. So let's just put that into small businesses. Right. So we would have gotten there eventually, mm. but the pandemic accelerated us getting into that business line. I mean, that's, that's remarkable. And to think that it's actually going to change the way a lot of commercial banks approach um, lending as well, it's, what, what does that mean for you and what your projections were? Because I, I, I know you guys had projections for 2021 and, and everything else. What, what does it mean for the rest of the year in terms of how your business grows, in terms of how you deliver services and solutions to your customers? So it changes everything and it changes nothing, mm. right? At the end of the day, small business success is our success. So it's not like now that the commercial banks are interested, we're going to run there and be serving their needs. No, we're still serving the needs of the small business owner, and we're helping these commercial banks now also serve their needs. Because mm. something that I think is interesting is most of our customers, they have to go to microfinance. So maybe even if they're paying back a loan, the microfinance rates are so high. Yeah. Commercial bank rates, while they seem high to me as an American, they're, they're, for a business owner, they're not high. Mm. Two to three percent monthly is something that is so much better than six, seven, eight, nine, 15, 33 yeah. percent monthly. Mm. And so it's not really about changing everything. It's about increasing the capacity of a small business owner mm. so that they are ready to take on a commercial bank loan and then decreasing the cost structure of the commercial bank using AI machine learning technology so they can meet in the middle and the loans from the big banks can now finally go to the small mm. business owner. So we'll grow fast, of course. Mm. Um, we'll be accessing all the customer base from these large banks, giving them the power of OZE into their business. But at the end of the day, it's still all about small businesses mm. succeeding. Tiffany, in terms of how you go about reaching out to the mechanics, reaching out to the auto pass dealers and the people that you typically have to deal with on a daily basis with your business, how did the pandemic either A, accelerate, or B, decelerate in terms of how you reach out to them, how you send your education to them, how you stay in touch with them, and however you run your business? How, how, how impactful was, was technology during this, this um, pandemic period? Well, I'll start with the consumer side. The consumers here have a high demand and need for diagnostic vehicle reports. Mm. The one in the marketplace was offering a report. They'll read it on their machine, but they'll just verbally tell you and tell you, hey, you owe $2,000. And you say, hey, what do I owe $2,000 for? Mm. 
versus what we have is we'll, we'll utilize our mechanics to give you a vehicle diagnostic report. So it's a full breakdown of exactly what's wrong with your vehicle, mm -hmm. and we give a vehicle maintenance report to show from your OEM, which is your car manufacturer, how to maintain that vehicle based on your car mileage. So if you have 50,000 miles or 80,000 miles, we'll show you how to maintain it for the next 20,000 miles mm -hmm. from your car manufacturer. Next, we use technology with those DTC codes that come up on the diagnostic uh, troubleshooting. We'll go into our system that we license, mm. and from the OEM with that DTC code, we'll show the mechanic how to fix it from the OEM. Wow. Now, this accelerates things overnight. Yeah. So we actually started this last March. We had a uh, corporate uh, meeting where we had invited the you know different institutions here we're talking about institutions that are the governing bodies mm -hmm. of automotive industry mm -hmm. and this was the first time ever seeing it so there was a huge need yeah of course because it needs to be here yeah you know uh, vehicles are the second biggest investment in Ghana mm -hmm. your house and your vehicle yeah. so it's like their baby mm -hmm. they, they, they want to maintain it Absolutely. and they can get frustrated because who can work on a car mm -hmm. well the problem the problem is I'll go into the mechanic side the problem is mechanics don't know how to fix the cars mm. and they don't want to admit it because if they admit it then they won't eat for today True. so we've created a system uh, it's called the motor parts nation loyalty rewards program okay. so under the program we partner with Hallard insurance to provide retirement contribution into their retirement savings accounts okay. so after three years of contribution they can actually take the money out but we're contributing it based on how, ma how many products, dollar amount wise, right. mechanics will spend on the products that we have. Mm. They spend the money anyway in the market. Yeah. So now we're contributing to their retirement and we're also contributing to their training. Of course, more benefit there. Correct, yeah. so we change it into, instead of training, it's on the job training. Mm. Because each time you fix a car, we come in with the software mm. to aid in that process. Mm. So now they learn more, and now they are able to finish the job properly. Mm. And no one argues with the, the proof from the manufacturer. Of and you know, the business that Motor Parts Nation is, is not just a, a quick business. This, is a, this will last for several hundreds of years because guess what's gonna happen with this type of training? Generationally, people are going to do the right thing in the automotive and industry. It's because that's one of the challenges that we, for example, when you go to Kumasi mm -hmm. and you go to Suami Magazine, and you are either I've done, I've done, tra path, I've done training in my you know, and, and there is no documented way of understanding how vehicle A is supposed to be worked on or what the history is or, you know, what the original manufacturer, you know, puts down in terms of how this vehicle is supposed to be serviced. But from, what, from the service that you provide, you can actually have that. And you're training the people to actually use that system where you can have those records in place as well. That's, that's pretty remarkable. Well, you're not going to be able to get the mechanics that are working to come to a school. Mm. That's mm. not happening. Mm. So I bring the school to them. It's on-the-job training. Mm. And they're visual learners, so everything is visual, what they learn. Mm. So it just advances them beyond what it would be if they were just to stay in the same slump and just try to figure it out because the cars are only getting more advanced. In mm. the law here in Ghana, you can't import a vehicle over 10 years old. Mm. So imagine the technology from 2011 until now. Mm. It's impossible to fix it 
without the records. But how, how do you go about the education? I mean, yes, you, you did say it's on-the-job training, mm -hmm. um, but how, how was it like, you know, sometimes, like describe to us what's the educational, like what that process is like when you go into a place, let's say you've gone to Kumasi, you've gone to some magazine, you have a group of them available, like how do the, you go the about training, the training? The trainings that we're, we're, we've been mainly doing is the basic need. Everyone wants to learn how to use a diagnostic machine. That's right. number one. Right. Most mechanics don't even have a diagnostic machine. Mm. If they did that, they know it would change their lives. So we have a training on that, but we also partner with Echo Bank where they can get access to capital. Mm. Access to capital meaning if you follow certain eligibility requirements, you can access a small loan to get a diagnostic machine, mm. which is their mm. dream. Mm. With the DTC codes that come up on the diagnostic machines, our technology that we license will show them how to fix the vehicle mm. the right way, the proper what it, way. What it means is with your approach, it's most likely, well, in five, four years, most mechanics are going to be approaching fixing vehicles from a very different point of view as we see today. Of course. Everything is just going to change. But they want the change to happen. Right. They're welcoming the change. They're dying for the change. Mm. I'm just giving them what they want. Right. That's why it's so accepting because they, they already, they say, hey, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? And it was my hesitation because of, you know, grouping people together. So we've been doing a lot of more uh, mini trainings, which have been working like gold mm. as well. Mm. Interesting. Ozzy, what what is the impact on customers like from where you sit? with everything that you're offering to small businesses, how have customers sort of reacted to the change? Because I'm guessing someone walks up to, you know, you know, some small business in some corner who probably didn't use the platform before, and all of a sudden, the way they go about running the business, the way they, the way they go about advertising the business has changed all of a sudden. Yeah. What is the reaction that the people who are on your platform are getting from adopting some of these new ways of doing business? It's always when you first approach someone and you tell them, okay, you're writing, writing, no more writing in that book, especially young people. Yeah. Oh, it's 2021, you're keeping records in a notebook. Like, welcome to the digital age. <laughs> right. You have an Android. Like, why, why are you using your notebook instead? Mm. And you tell them things like, okay, do you sell on credit? If you sell on credit, you can get a reminder when Kofi owes you money. Mm. But also, you can push him a reminder. And Oze will remind him that he owes you money. So you're collecting more money. Oh, you can send digital receipts. You can put your logo. So all these things you show people, they get really excited. Mm. Then, like any kind of new habit, it's hard. So during those first couple of transactions, the first couple of days, my team is there hand-holding, getting people over that hump. Because I'm sure we all have New Year's resolutions that we've mm. already dropped. Mm. So we get them. <laughs> I know I do, at least. Let me speak for myself. And so it's helping them get over that hump into the new habits. Right. But once someone records even three, but mainly five sales or expenses in the app, they're on Oze for life. And then they're starting to get the benefits. So in 2019, we went back and looked at everyone who used the whole app. And this was before we even offered credit. Hmm. So we still need to redo the analysis. With COVID, it's a little bit harder. Yeah. But in 2019, 97% of Oze users were growing, profitable, or both. What other segment of SMEs in Ghana can you say 97% of them are growing, profitable, or both? Yeah. And so that allows me to approach the small business owner and say, you want to make more money. This is the evidence. You, you can do it. Like, yeah. it, it's not, it's so, there's some simple low-hanging fruit. Mm. And so we've seen businesses 
Like this t-shirt that I'm wearing is from an Oza user who used the app to get an investment from the US to move his shop out of his home into Osu. Now he has like a full shop with many people working. The people we gave loans to, they got their first loan, they paid back, they got their second loan, now they're in the process of paying back, their business has grown. Mm. We've seen people put our business tips into action and get 10x revenue in five months. So we know that Oze works and and we know people want to use it and it's just about helping them, you know, be the change that they want to see in their own business. In terms of the impact on the workforce, because obviously the way a lot of them worked has changed. Mm. And so I'm just wondering from, you know, your interactions with them, how have their working habits changed as a result of the pandemic? So I mean, a lot more people are selling on social commerce right. than they were before. Right. Most of our customers are sole proprietors, so they're working with themselves. So it wasn't like they were in an office and now they're not in an office. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've seen a huge adoption of social commerce, and so we've built features that make you be a more professional seller on right. WhatsApp or right. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're bringing in digital payments to kind of close that loop. Mm-hmm. We already have delivery. So we're making it so that any small business owner can really embrace digital commerce, social commerce, Mm. because while we are starting to go back to normal life in some aspects, Mm. the adoptions of digital commerce, digital payments, these aren't going anywhere. They're only going to accelerate. And so we're helping people kind of, you know, make that transition seamlessly. Mm. If um, Tiffany, if I can ask you, as for you as well, with the people that you train, with the businesses that you engage with, um, how, how are they going to be? Because it's, it's one thing having access to the, the funds and you know, the support that they are getting. But obviously, they will have to meet a certain criteria before they are able to access that. What happens to those who are not able to meet that criteria? Well, the criteria is so low. Mm. So basically, let's just say, on average, if you're a small-time mechanic, you, you may spend about $2,000 a month on auto part products. Mm. Well, there are bigger garages here that spend over $40,000 a month. Well, the average mechanic that we work with spends anywhere from four dollars to $5,000 a month mm. on auto part products. Mm. So we're saying all you need to do is spend 500 to to $1,000 per month. They can achieve that, and they have been achieving that. So, uh, and, and plus, the more they achieve it, the more contribution they receive. So it's a, it's a motivator of sorts. So it, it works out. In terms of the growth potential of some of the businesses that you deal with as well, can you give us an idea of what's the growth potential for you know, the, the businesses that you typically deal with? What, what, what does it look like? Well, the growth potential is massive in the market because guess what? Only more people are getting in the mode where they want their own vehicle. Right. So every year there's still a huge amount of cars being imported or being sold uh, in the market, even, even Megan. She's utilized the service once, and even before that, she just decided, hey, I'm buying a car in Ghana. Mm. So Mm. many people are saying that. So it's only more business to come and more business to even tackle because a lot of the cars on the road here have consistent problems from past mechanics. Mm -hmm. So there's always business. Mm. So it's it's not even about the new business, it's about the current business to, Mm -hmm. to help the current marketplace with the damaged vehicles that have happened over time with poor mechanics yeah wow that makes life much easier so basically i'm just going to get into that place where firstly my roadside mechanic can actually show me evidence of the history of all the 
changes another past that you know they've Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Finally, <laughs> I can have something to look back on. Anyway, this is City Trends. You can, you can go to sleep at night. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. This is City Trends on 97.3 CTF, and of course on City TV. We're having a conversation about what it means to survive the pandemic as technology entrepreneurs. I have one final question for my guests before we wrap up, and when we come back, we'll be getting into that. I want to find out from you guys your advice for tech businesses as well in 2021 or in what some people are referring to as the post-pandemic era. Think about that and um, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrends. This is still 97.3 City FN, of course, City TV. This is City Trends. We are having a conversation about what it means to run a tech business in a pandemic era. But my guests are going to give you some advice about how to shape up your business in the post-pandemic era because we seem to be getting quite close to that. If you've gotten your job and everything, I'm sure you have a good idea. Let's start off with Megan. Megan, over to you. So my advice would be to keep good financial records. The businesses that made it through the pandemic were the ones who knew how much do I spend each month? How long can I survive even if I make no revenue? Mm. So maybe you didn't have that in place before the pandemic, but it's never too late to put that in place now. Right. So if you have a smartphone, you can go on the Play Store or the Apple App Store and search for the OZE business app, O-Z-E business app, and start keeping records and look at that data and see what is the data telling me mm. so that I can make good business decisions so that in the boom times, I make tons of money, and in the hard times, I can still survive and make it through. Brilliant. My advice would be that the market is right for technology. Uh, Ghanaians are highly educated, and that's the spirit of the country. Mm. So I just you know, did it in the industry that needed attention the most. Right. A lot of people here are becoming lawyers, doctors, and it's just continuous growth in that field. Mm. So a lot of people one day will say, hey, I want to be a mechanic and be proud to say, say that. Right. So, uh, you know, our company has a heavy concentration on shipping auto parts from the U.S., from Europe, for customers here to make them feel secure with their purchase. Mm. We use technology for that, of course, but we also use technology to educate the consumer. So I would definitely join, uh, join with me with the crowd if they ever want to call to get our service or find out more. Mm. I could provide the, the number, which is 055-694-4540. Brilliant. Look forward to hearing from the crowd. Well, we look forward to ensuring that your vehicles are also safe for the roads as well. And you have the records. Your mechanic has the records to support all of it. Ladies, thank you so much for joining thank me on the you. show. And thank you for doing the listening and the watching. My name is Father Pashon. The conversation continues on the show. Don't go anywhere. It's not time for us to get into one of the segments of the show. This is the 
apps segment of the show and in this particular segment we try to get to you um, some of the mobile applications that you can install on your phone that will give you some level of productivity or some level of benefit we have quite a number of apps that we typically bring you on a weekly basis and jeffrey oweku sapong is the one who will be bringing us the segment for this week and he has a very interesting app for you let's listen Good evening. Our app for tonight is called Ride, R-Y-D-E. This app is built to help you take care of all transportation issues like shuttles, vehicle rentals and others. Let's listen to Joshua as he talks about the app. My name is Joshua Nitetiado and I am the CEO and co-founder of Ride Logistics. The name of the app is Ride, R-Y-D-E. There are a few apps to the same spelling but this is the only one with an R written in blue and a silver hexagon on a blue square. The Ride platform is aimed at promoting everything transport, that is, making it easy for users to search for and access vehicles and transport-related services, whilst enhancing the management, accountability, and transparency of paying for these services as provided by our partners. Our services focus on three areas for now, namely shuttle, rental, and organizer. For the first two, users can quickly search, compare, and pay for the vehicles and or services that best satisfies their need. But our favorite is the ride organizer. This service enables individuals and institutions to build custom trips. The other thing about the organizer is that you can make your trips private or public, so only those who you want to access can access. The app is available on the iOS or Apple Store and the Google Play Store. We also have a website that is www.rylogistics.com. So there you heard Joshua. If you need the services that are being offered on the app, why don't you try it out and give us feedback? Once again, you can follow me on Twitter at OJ Sapon, O-J-S-A-R-P-O-N-G. If you have any app that you want us to talk about, just DM me and let's talk. So the app for this week that we are focusing on is Ride. So go check it out on the you know the the stores any of the stores and let's know what your thoughts are about it. Um, so yeah, that is it for the app segment. We are now jumping into your tech. Now your tech segment for this show um, tries to get a sense of some of the challenges that you are facing at home with the technologies that you know you have available to you. So you. You could probably be having a challenge with a laptop, or have a challenge with a phone, have a challenge with anything. It could be a kettle, anything. 
so far as it has a technology basis so basically um that is what we try to do on this segment of the show and ellen dapa is the one who brings us at that particular segment and she joins us right about now to give us a sense of what kind of challenges she has that have been thrown at her this week and what solutions there are for all of us to learn from go ahead ellen Hi, good evening everyone. It's yet another week again and it feels so good to join you all once again to interact with you, share problems and then help each other out. I hope you are doing well and everything is going on well with you. This week, we have a problem from David. David is a photographer and we know how photographers use their memory cards here and there. And basically, he has issues with his memory card working with his laptop according to him both of them don't seem to be friends let's listen to david hi my name is david ajukum and i want to report a problem with my memory card anytime i insert it into my laptop some way somehow the pictures get formatted is there any way i can retrieve my stuff and is there any way i can stop this from happening again thank you very much yep but fortunately for him we have something for david and any other photographer or somebody who has an sd card with a similar problem hi david and uh, good evening to you all listeners um it's sad that you are having this issue with your memory card uh, there are lots and lots of memory cards on the market that are of inferior quality um, since you already have data on it and you are able to open it on another machine I will suggest that you open it on another machine, copy all the data and format it, put it back in your computer and see if it works. If it doesn't, just toss it and get another one. I hope this helps. Thank you and bye-bye. So that's it for the Your Tech segment on the City Trends show. Please keep texting me. Please keep talking to me. Please keep your problems coming. You can DM me on Twitter. The handle is at E-A-D-A-P-A. The D-A-P-A is D-A-P-A-H at E-A-D-A-P-A. Let's talk. Send me a DM. Let's talk and let's help each other. Have a good evening and enjoy the rest of your week. It's now time for us to get into one of my favorite segments on the show, which is a trending segment of the show for the uninitiated. This is a segment of the show where we try to bring you up to date with all the biggest technology stories that have been making the rounds over the last couple of weeks and um, or days from, from last week. So, yes, this is a part where we bring you up to date with all the latest technology news stories. And there is only one man who is... Um, entitled to handle all of that information for us and that is mr entry so go ahead mr entry and let's know what happened this past week in the world of tech thank you philip and i welcome you all to the rich set of trending stories in the technology ecosystem here in ghana and in other regions of the world today i bring you stories about some of your favorite social networking platforms news on paypal's entry into the african market and a 1.5 us dollar seed fund raised by a Ghanaian health tech startup. 
To start last week, Facebook introduced a lighter version of Instagram targeted at Android users in 170 countries, which includes Sub-Saharan Africa. The lighter version called Instagram Lite casts down certain features and design elements to make it less resource-consuming, provides better performance on lower-end phones, whilst at the same time using less mobile data, making it great for users in emerging markets. The 2 megabyte Lite version of Instagram gives you most of the features on the regular Instagram, such as GIFs, stickers, dark modes, access to real feeds. However, users will not be able to post on their own real feeds. And also, this new Instagram Lite doesn't support ads on the platform currently, but Facebook plans to bring monetization tools to the apps in future updates. To our next story, still at Facebook, the company is rolling out support for voice and video calls to WhatsApp desktop apps. According to the company, the introductions of voice and video calls to the WhatsApp desktop app is a move to help provide relief to countless people sitting in front of their computers who have to reach out to their phones every time their WhatsApp rings. For now, the new feature is only available on desktop apps for Mac and Windows, and it only supports one-to-one -one calls but will be expanding to group calls and group video calls in the future. According to the company, this new feature is expected to come in handy to millions of people who use WhatsApp's desktop client every day and have to use Zoom and Google Meet for one-on-one -on -one calls on desktop partly because of convenience. To our third story of the week, the former president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, has given hints that he will be starting his own social media platform and will be launching it very soon. In an interview with Fox, Donald Trump said, and I quote, I'm doing things having to do with putting out my own platform and it will be out very soon. This development comes in a time when Donald Trump is currently facing a permanent ban from his favorite social networking platform, Twitter, and his Facebook account is also suspended currently and is pending a review by outside experts. To our next story, PayPal is officially available in Africa. Yes, you heard me right. PayPal is officially available in Africa. So Flutterwave, one of Africa's giant payment platform, which is also our current or our newest unicorn in Africa, has announced a collaboration with PayPal that makes the services of PayPal available to African business and freelancers and also connects them to over 377 million PayPal account holders globally. This groundbreaking deal eliminates significant barriers that have previously hindered African consumers and businesses from, from untapped potential of cross-border e-commerce. Merchants and customers can now make and receive payments with PayPal via Flutterwave. To our last story of the week, Ghana's health tech startup, Redbed, has raised an amount of 1.5 million US dollars seed fund to expand access to rapid medical testing in Sub-Saharan Africa. Redbed, which currently enables pharmacies in Africa to add rapid diagnosis testing for over, for over 10 different health conditions to their pharmacy services. And these services include the test for anemia, blood sugar, blood pressure, cholesterol, hepatitis B, 
malaria, post cancer screening, pregnancy, among others. We will say congratulations to the Red Bear team as we all await Ghana's first unicorn company. That's all for this week. You can follow me on Twitter at YaoNGOUSU. Over to you, Philip. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, and for those of you who are wondering what a unicorn is, well, a unicorn is a term used in the venture capital industry to describe a privately held startup company with a value of over one billion dollars so yes you hear a lot of stories about people raising funding blah 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 but once you know a startup clocks over one billion us dollars it is considered a unicorn so that is why the flutter wave conversation is really really important and the impact is huge you know across africa obviously because um it's it's good news it's good news to see um, startups from um, Africa doing so well on the global stage. And of course, when you hear um, about companies like Redbird and the others, who of course have been on the show a number of times, you can't help but feel very, very positive about the work that they do. And of course, big shouts to Kudigo as well for all the work being done both in Ghana and Nigeria and everywhere else where they are available. Um, all the all the other technology entrepreneurs across the country who are making it work. So like I said, um, from now till the end of April, we'll be um, highlighting stories of technology entrepreneurs and some of the challenges challenges that they faced over the pandemic period, the lessons that they've learned and how they can get, um, how they've gotten over the challenges and some of the lessons that you as the listener can learn from that experience. So, it's something that you should look forward to. Remember, the show is sponsored by First National Bank, and they keep asking, how can we help you? But this is where we draw the curtains down on the show. My name is Philip Oshon. A big thank you to the rest of the production team, to Jeffrey, to Ellen, to Mr. Entry as well for um, putting in all the effort to make the show possible. And thank you um, at home for doing the listening as well we really appreciate all the love on the show and the feedback as well is so 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 appreciated thank you so much for sending in your feedback um about the conversation that we've had a big thank you to my two guests in the studio today um genera tiffany moore and megan mccormick um tiffany of course is the ceo of motor parts nation and megan is the co-founder and ceo of Oze, thank you ladies so much for joining me for this particular session. It's been a pleasure coming your way. The show will be available as a podcast first thing tomorrow. So make sure you check out all the podcast platforms that you are subscribed onto and get a second listen. Till next week, stay tech